Hey there. Welcome back to Legal Mumbo Jumbo with Houston Divorce and Family Law Attorney Ashley Nicole Green. This is a 10 to 15 minute session where she will discuss frequently asked questions and or provide you with some good old information on how to navigate through those areas. So let's get started with some Legal Mumbo Jumbo. Hi guys, welcome back to season two, episode number 13 of Legal Mumbo Jumbo. My name is Ashley Nicole Green. I'm a Houston family law and divorce attorney, and I'm very, very excited to introduce a new month's topic. It's April 2022. I'm so excited for this month's topic. This month, we're going to be talking about all things enforcements. Today's topic is specifically related to uninsured medical costs and reimbursement. And so, As always, I like to set the tone to give you guys some context as to how this topic came about. Um, And so with that being said, I decided to devote a specific topic, podcast rather, to the topic of medical reimbursement, uninsured medical cost reimbursement, because this is a part of most people's order that they just kind of forget about. They don't really... Um, have it like at the forefront of their mind, like the portion of possession and access and visitation and child support and medical support. And so I think it's very important that I point this out, especially starting with this topic, so that people know that it exists and that they don't forget about it. Because the reality is, is that if you have a child who is in and out of, you know, the hospital and doctor visits, this isn't a very expensive expense that you do have the right, if you have a standard order, which we'll talk about, to ask the other parent to assist you with those costs. So with that being said, grab you a sheet of paper and something to write with because we're going to go ahead and jump right in. This isn't going to be a very lengthy podcast because the reality is, is that if you have a standard order, there's literally probably like two or three paragraphs in your court order about this topic, but it is very, very good information. So with that being said, before I kind of jump into it, I did want to kind of lay the foundation with this being the first um, podcast of the month to talk about what an enforcement is. So an enforcement is whenever a party is able to bring a lawsuit against the other party because they're failing to abide by and comply with the court's order. You have to get the other party served. They have to have notice of the hearing. Um, They have a right to have an attorney appointed to them. This is the only type of family law case outside of CPS that a parent has a right to have an attorney appointed to them if they cannot afford one. So they do have to prove that they don't have the funds to afford one. So that's the first thing to note. Um, And because enforcements are quasi-criminal, you have to make sure that you have all of your proof in a very, very solidified, clear form. Because in order for the judge to find somebody in contempt, they have to have that clear evidence. The reason why is because One of the things that a court can do if someone is found in contempt is that they can send them to jail. And so a court is not going to be willing to do that if the evidence is not clear. There are three types of contempt that a person can be found in. The first is civil contempt. The second is criminal contempt. And the third is coercive contempt. And we'll talk about the differences of these as we go throughout this um, month's podcast. So just kind of tune in, but just know those are the three. The other thing outside of um, having someone sent to jail is that the person can also, if they're found in contempt, be ordered to pay 
court fees, attorney fees, and costs as well. So this is a very, very serious part of family law, and I really wanted to make sure that I had a specific month dedicated to this because it's important stuff. So with that being said, we've kind of talked about the basics. Let's go ahead and jump in and talk about the meat of today's podcast. So in your order, if you look at your order and you have a standard order, you will see a section related to allocation of unreimbursed expenses. And this can include medical reimbursement and expenses and also dental um, expenses as well. Anything that's not basically covered by the health insurance provider or the dental insurance provider. Now, this doesn't include the premium costs, okay? So let me put that out there. This does not include the premium costs that it costs to cover your child each month, but these are things that come as a result of co-pays, meaning deductibles, expenses that you are paying out of pocket as you're taking your child to visits and, you know, specialists and things of that sort. So with that being said, and the first part of your, uh, the first paragraph of that section of your order, there's going to be an allocation of how much each parent is supposed to be paying part of their um, uninsured reimbursement costs. And so typically that amount is 50-50. That's the standard that we typically see. Now, make sure you look at your court order because people do negotiate this number to to be different. Sometimes it's a 60-40, sometimes it's a 70-30, sometimes it's 100%, only one parent's paying everything. So make sure that you're looking at your order to ensure that the cost um, is actually 50-50 and there's not a deviation from the standard. After you look at that section, there's a second paragraph underneath that section that relates to what it is that you have to give to the other parent, what's the deadlines that you have to give those items to the parent, and then what's the deadline that the person not incurring the cost has to reimburse or pay their portion. So make sure you really have your pen ready because I'm going to go kind of fast. So the first thing to note is that if you are the person incurring the costs, so the co-pays, the prescriptions, drugs, you know, whatever, make sure that you are sending your receipt, your bill, and an explanation of the benefits reflecting the uninsured portion of the healthcare expenses and or the dental care expenses within 30 days after you incur those costs. So I'm going to say that again. Make sure that you're sending receipts, bills, explanation of benefits, reflecting the portion of the uninsured health and or dental expenses, care expenses, within 30 days after you incur those costs. And you're sending those to the other parent. Now, in your order, you have you know, ways that you can send them. If you have a co-parenting site, such as Talking Parents, App Close, or Our Family Wizard, you more than likely have something in your order that allows for you to send um, these items through the Talking Parent, App Close, or Our Family Wizard co-parenting site. In the event that you don't have a co-parenting site, look in your order because there's likely um, a list of different ways that you're able to notice the other parent of you know, required notices, reimbursement costs, things like that. Most of the time it is, you know, certified mail, first class mail. Um, Sometimes people include email. Uh, Sometimes it can be delivered in person. So 
either way, I always tell people, read your order, get an attorney. If you need help on understanding what your order says, contact our office. We can assist you in doing that. But with that being said, once you figure out the correct notice, um, proper way notice to the other parent, you're going to send that information over to them. Now, talking to the parents on the other side, if you're the parent who did not incur the cost, you then have 30 days to pay your portion of the uninsured health care and or dental care expense either directly to the other parent if they paid in full or if there is still a half of the balance due, you pay your half of the balance directly to the provider. Whichever one, it doesn't matter. Keep your receipt. Make sure you upload it to your co-parenting site if you have one. If you don't, make sure that you mail a copy to the other parent or send it via email or give it to them in person, whatever your order allows for you to do to ensure that you have a paper trail and you have proof that you have paid. Now, this is where things get a little bit tricky, okay? Because sometimes people forget. <laughs> people forget to send those bills, to send those receipts, to send those statements and explanation of the benefits within that 30-day window. So some people think, and I have people ask me this all the time, well, they didn't send it within 30 days, so I don't have to pay it. That's not true, okay? So I want you to really listen to this. If something comes up and the person who incurred the cost did not send it within the 30 days, that is okay, okay? So if you're that parent and you're like, oh, goodness, it's the 32nd day, I totally forgot, it's okay, still send it. The only difference is, is that the parent who is paying their portion, who didn't incur it originally, is paying their portion, then has 120 days. That's the only difference, okay? So it goes from 30 to 120 if you don't send that bill or that receipt or that explanation of benefits or that statement within 30 days of incurring it. So that's pretty much like it. Like it's like I said, this is a very like to the point, quick podcast, but this is a very integral part of your court order. And I want you to make sure that you're looking at it and you're taking advantage of this, especially if you're having things like co-pays and prescription costs and things like that. With that being said, as always, thank you guys so much for tuning into our podcast. I have so many of you who have reached out and said, thanks for doing the podcast. It really means a lot. It keeps me motivated to keep you know, producing these and having these available to you guys. If you're ever in need of any family law um, case or if you have a family law question and you want to set up a 15-minute free phone case evaluation with me, please feel free to contact my office. Um, I'll put the information in the show notes. You can do it online or you always can call in during our business hours to do so. And until next time, you guys take care. Bye for now.